What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And welcome to a new episode of Drafts on Drafts, where Kate and I have a drink and talk about sports. The best. Gosh. It's I love really, que- it's really I love straight queuing to the point. This up. I love queuing this up every time. Well, you got to get straight to the point, especially because we have so much to talk about. But like, Drafts on Drafts, you know what it is. And here we are for another episode of it. Now, this this episode is, we have particularly been looking forward to, if I may speak for both of us. Sure. Um, because usually for Drafts on Drafts, we talk about anything sports. But today and next week, next Wednesday, we're back to our roots for two weeks for Drafts on Drafts. And we're talking about football, finally. Because um, we're getting to a point where the only things on TV right now are golf and baseball. And there's only so much to cover. So let's take it back to our roots and talk about the NFL. I've missed the NFL. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited for today's Drafts on Drafts. Yes, I am excited as well. I think so excited that I need to quickly intro my beer and then I will intro yours. Um, <laughs> in in not new news, I am still drinking Westkill beer. Uh, so, someone sponsor me because I love You've your beer so much. You've got to get sponsored by Westkill Brewery. I know. What is going I'll, on? I'll get there. I'm, I'm, I'm making my inroads there. Um, but I tried, the last time I was there, I tried this uh, Dead Rabbit Dry Irish Stout. And they have it like on tap with like the nitro. So it's, it's like their version of a Guinness, wow. but it's unbelievable. So... I probably said this a few weeks ago. It's really not stout weather or we're like kind of getting towards the end of it. But this was so good that you can't pass it up. Yeah. I mean, you're I mean, you're out in the mountains, so you can you can pass a stout while there's still a little tinge of snow on the ground. I know I know you're at the mountain the other last weekend. So still the tail end of stout time. That's Fair. a good choice. That's right. a good choice. What do you got on tap over there? Um, so I am back in my favorite place, which is Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and appropriately, um, we were trying to have some New England beers. So I was thinking about having a Fiddlehead. Anyone who's an IPA snob knows that Fiddlehead is like the go-to. Uh, however, in Cape Cod, they just opened a not new brewery, but a new extension of an existing brewery called Treehouse. Oh, yes. And- I went there as as to your uh, recommendation. There you go. It's kind of like Disney World. Uh, <laughs> it's in Central Mass near Worcester, somewhere around there. And uh, they just opened a tap room on Cape Cod for the summer. And it just opened. So I am going to have uh, their Julius, which is, shocker, another IPA. Fun. Okay. Amazing. All right. Well, cheers to you. Cheers to everyone cheers. listening. So funny little anecdote about this episode. Yes. We, as Kate said, we're going back to our roots. It's definitely time to dig into some football. We've loosely mentioned a lot of this stuff, but it's time to dig in a little bit deeper. We were originally going to use this episode to talk all off-season moves, but as we started doing our research, there's just far too many and we're far too excited. So we've decided to make this an epic double episode. This week, we're going to talk about the AFC and the biggest off-season moves. And then next week on Drafts on Drafts, we're going to break down the NFC biggest moves. There's just too many to talk about to cram it into one. And we know football is our roots, and so we can carry on and on and on about it. Double episode about all the biggest NFL offseason moves so far. Yes, I am very excited. So uh, I think that we should start with, 
there's there's four obviously there's four divisions in the AFC. There's the East, the South, the North, and the West. Um, in my humble opinion, I think we should save the West till the end because <clears throat> they have some of the biggest moves that have happened. Right. I think we need to just get in. Let's get okay. right into it. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the East. Let's start east. with the East. Yes. Okay. Um. Great. So a couple of big moves here. Um. Well, big moves, but okay. Oh, it's so exciting. It's so exciting and overwhelming. Yes, well, um, the Bills, the Bills made the Bills. a uh, the Bills made a couple of moves. I think the the two biggest ones are uh, the massive four year deal, ninety six million dollars that they they brought Stefan Diggs back and yeah. bringing Von Miller over on the defensive side to a six year, one hundred twenty million dollar contract. Yeah. Those are you know Von Miller obviously being new, Stefan Diggs being you know trusty standby and keeping him you know um, on the team. That those two moves to me are the biggest ones that they've made. They they haven't shaken things up too too much because the team is really freaking good, and they're just making sure they've got the right folks on offense, adding some new folks like Von Miller on defense because this team we all know mm-hmm. has major major you know Super Bowl um like they're gonna go to the Super Bowl like Super th- that Bowl is th- like, potential well, yes. potential that's the word I'm looking for so you know they've definitely you know picked and choose their the right things to do without shaking the team up too much because they did great last year and they just have their eyes on the prize. Yeah. I like to see also, and uh, there's a couple other small moves for the Bills, like Jamison Crowder, yawn, Duke Johnson, could maybe not be a yawn, but between uh, a few secondary offensive weapons for wide receivers and running backs, I also like to see, to your point with Von Miller, I like to see that they're investing in the defense. They have two new defensive tackles, they have a new defensive end, or uh, it's just their defense is stacking up, and I think that's really going to be working in their favor this season and could be a path to the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. So big, I, I big moves by the Bills. Can't wait to watch the Bills this year. Um, definitely, you know, ones ones to watch. Now, a team that we probably wouldn't say were ones to watch last year have sneakily become definitely a one to watch this year. And I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. So now, God, I am excited to ask you about this one because I know I'm going to spoil this, but I know that you love Teddy Bridgewater. I want to talk about T- Teddy Bridgewater getting traded to the Dolphins. I mean, I do love Teddy Bridgewater, but they they have made it very clear that Tua is their guy, and so I think they just needed someone to, you know, they need someone just in case something happens with Tua. So I don't really know that you're going to see that much from Teddy, unfortunately for him. It's a one-year deal. I really think it's more just to make sure Tua has someone, um, you know, to back him up. But in in more exciting news, the Dolphins added Chase Edmonds, huge in the running back uh, position. Raheem Mostert, who you've all heard me talk about. It's a small deal, one, one year, three mil, but he is such a strong name to add in the backfield, in my opinion, yes. as long as he can stay healthy. Oh, and also Tyreek Hill in probably one of the biggest trades in the offseason. Like, coming over from Kansas City, I never thought I would see the day where he wasn't catching a ball from uh, your aforementioned husband, um, Patrick Holmes, if, if Patrick Patrick Holmes, Holmes if, you yeah. listen, if you listen to our uh, huddle episode this week. But, I mean, that... That trade, like, just honestly blew my socks off. And so when you now think about Tua having two strong running backs, 
you've got Tyree Kill. They still have, you know, Mike Gusecki. They tagged him with a, a, a finance, uh, finance, franchise a tag. Finance tag. <laughs> finance tag. Franchise tag. Franchise tag. Like for sure. <laughs> I, they still have Jalen Waddle. I mean, this team just became really interesting this year. The, the super team. And it's going to come down to, and the interesting part, first of all, if you didn't see this this headline and keeping this brief, but I thought it was wild. And the reason I called out Teddy Bridgewater to start is not because obviously all the other names you just mentioned, way more interesting in terms of trades and pickups. Um, however, Tyreek Hill's first practice, which was a couple weekends ago, um, if you saw the headline where he said, going from the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to Tua and the Dolphins is like going from I think he said a Tesla to a 2001 Honda Civic. Oh, Jesus. I I was like, oh, my God. First of all, like, we're just going to have to see how this plays out because that is such a wild thing to say after your first practice. I didn't see that, but that's kind of hilarious. Well, I'm just curious. Now they have the weapons. The Dolphins are looking like the Dolphins in the aughts, like in the Dan Marino times. Um Let's. We'll have to see if Tua can actually do it, or if Teddy, like they kind of. I don't think they're going to take quarterbacking by committee, but I'll just be curious to see how that team shakes up. Yeah, I will. They they they've definitely added the right pieces. Now you got to see how everything comes together. That's right. But they did. They did trade, and I was shocked about trading Devontae Parker to the Patriots. Also in in this division, also in the AFC East. Let's talk a little bit about the Patriots. I mean, I thought that their biggest move so far um, was acquiring Devontae Parker uh, in exchange or along with a fifth round pick in uh, the 2022 draft and a 2023 third rounder. So Devontae Parker, great pickup. I think actually the Patriots have sorely needed a wide receiver. Um, They also re-signed James White, which love to see since most of their running backs are by committee. Um, And then I think the only other very exciting thing I saw from the Patriots was Malcolm Butler signing a two-year contract. So interesting stuff all around. I'd be curious um, as someone who is married to a Patriots fan, uh, your thoughts on offseason for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. I think those are the major offseason, you know, moves. This team, you know, still has some building, you know, back to do. They obviously had a great showing last season with their for their, you know, second season without um, you know, Tom, but I think Devontae Parker could be interesting. Um, they definitely, definitely lack in the wide receiver position. So mm-hmm. really not a ton of moves, but the maybe some smart ones to just build out the, the wide receiver position. Um, and then quickly just <laughs> round out the NFC East. I don't even yeah. think it's really worth talking about the Jets because I don't think that there's anything interesting here to discuss. There, There isn't. Joe Flacco, not Not interested, not interested. I I think, I think we, we look at the now switching gears a little bit, you know, looking at the NFC North, um, the Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens have been very, very quiet in the off season. Um, I think they had some major issues in the running back position last year due to injury, but hopefully those guys are coming back healthily. Um, And so not a lot happening there, but you know what they once were a team that were like you know kind of the ones in this in this division and i don't think that's the case anymore you know you look at the bengal's obviously the bengal's went to the super bowl last year again right. they haven't really made a lot of offseason moves because i think they love their team and they don't need to and they're still going to stay competitive um that said i think the blockbuster move in in you know uh, nfc north is obviously deshaun watson 
uh, going over there um, with Amari Cooper to really uh-huh. round out that offense that already has two amazing running backs. Um, and, you know, this team, again, this, is, this team now becomes much beefier than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say of all of the teams that could be uh, – teams, I'm sorry uh, – divisions – that could be scariest to think about. I still think that the AFC North, despite the Ravens being quiet, I think they're waiting to heal for this season. And those big moves that you talked about with the Browns, um, I think that it's it's worth keeping an eye on this entire division, the AFC North across the board. Because to your point, I mean, the Browns, they're looking scary, Michelle, and they put a franchise tag on our, our guy, David Njoku. So um, I am very curious to see how they shake out specifically, and also being in the same division with the Bengals, who had their Super Bowl run this year, and also have been a little bit quiet for good reason. I think all of these teams are thinking that they've got it again this year. What do you think? Yeah, and I mean, look, the Deshaun Watson news, like everybody keep that one in the back of your mind. Obviously, there's been other headlines about, you know, them bringing over Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett and the, you know, the back and forth with... um with our uh, our boy Baker Mayfield, but you know, yep. there's uh, Deshaun Watson still has some hurdles to clear, both professionally and uh, personally, and probably professionally as well, considering he did not play last year. So, um, yeah. but a team to definitely um, keep your eye on. And then you know, we talked a lot about um, what's his name. Uh, I've already forgotten his name. Ben Roethlisberger, oh, no. <laughs> you know, oh, reti- yeah. retiring. Um, I think the Steelers had a far better showing last year than I anticipated them to have. I personally hate the Mitch Trubisky pickup. I don't see how that's going to be interesting for them at all. I yeah. I, I don't I I don't I don't know that one. That one feels you know um, that one doesn't feel exciting to me. Well, it feels a lot like if you remember last season's off season and trade trades that were going on. It reminds me a lot of Jared Goff going to the Lions. Uh, it's kind of the same thing for Mitch Trubisky going to the Steelers. So yeah, yeah, boring. Not not excited about it. In general, excited about the AFC North, but not excited for the Steelers. I mean, I think they just look lackluster. They did last season, and all of the trades and uh, deals that they've made kind of lean into how bad that team's going to be this year. So, yeah. too bad for the Steelers. <laughs> so, looking at the... Yeah, too bad for them. So, looking at your favorite, uh, yeah. the AFC South, um, I oh, think... let's get into it. There, there's like a lengthy list of things that uh, the Houston Texans did uh, thus far in the offseason. Again, nothing to me feels that exciting. There's a lot of one-year contracts. I think this team has so much rebuilding to do. Um, you know, the, the only name that's, you know, even close to being interested, interesting is, is Brandon Cooks. And I honestly feel yeah. really bad for him that he's still on that team. That team is in major, major rebuild um, over there. But... I want your take, because we talk so much about this division since your beloved Titans are in it. I want your take on this Matt Ryan trade now that Matt Ryan is no longer a Falcon and mm-hmm. is a cult. Wait, wait, mm. Like, you talk about the Colts all the time. You talk about the, the rivalry between, you know, them and the Titans. So I'm, like, specifically interested in hearing what you think about yeah. Matt Ryan now being the Colts quarterback. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm just drawing parallels, right? Like, it... And no disrespect to Philip Rivers, but I do sense like the same Philip Rivers e or 
uh, even like an Andy Dalton vibe from Matt Ryan going to the Colts, you know, like end of career, taking someone out to a place to go die. I mean, (laughs) that's sort of how, if I'm being very honest. Which you are, which you are. Thank you for that. I'm always going to be honest. Now, of the three, of the three, um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has always had potential. He's always had potential. Um, and, and once upon a time, he was re- I, really good. Really good. So I hope that I am wrong. But I don't think that he has a lot of weapons to look to still. It's mm. not a huge improvement from the Falcons. Um, the only notable re-signing in the offseason, unfortunately, is Mo Alley Cox. Right. Tight which, end. Is, which to your point is not that exciting. Like at So all. who the fuck is Matt Ryan gonna chuck the ball to? So I am not excited at all about that trade. And in fact I'm like a little bit bummed out that Matt Ryan has found a place to go out to pasture. <laughs> That's my feeling. Oh, I I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. While you're while you're on a tear here, uh, I want to talk about (laughs) keep going. I want to talk about your your Tennessee Titans here. So I think the big or the big um, acquisition here has been uh, Robert Woods in the wide receiver position. So how had we we. We've talked at length about the Titans because they are your fave. We obviously are looking forward to Derrick Henry coming back healthy this year. Um, but, you know, they struggled a little bit in in the wide receiver position, but pulled it together towards the end of the season. And by adding Robert Woods, what does this look like for you for next year? Mm, yeah, a good question. I mean, I still think if, while we're on the topic of quarterbacks, we'll get into Robert Woods in just a second because I am thrilled about this trade okay. um, or this acquisition, rather. Um, I think the elephant in the room is still, can Ryan Tannehill figure it out? You know, <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. I'm, I'm not quite sure. And I know that quarterbacks are hard to come by. Um, and I think that people still have faith in him being consistent and putting the ball on the ground, giving it to Derrick Henry and hoping that him and his secondary for like a third down carry with Dontrell Hilliard can actually do the job. Now, that being said, I'm a little nervous about our quarterback being able to connect with Robert Woods. But if anyone's going to do it, I am thrilled it's Robert Woods and no disrespect on Julio Jones's name. I really enjoyed watching him play first season with the Titans, but I think Robert Woods is a huge upgrade. I think he is going to be an X factor for this team alongside AJ Brown, who just re-signed a two-year deal um, with the team. And uh, also adding to the ranks just to, you know, insult injury. We had Anthony Ferkser as our number one tight end last year, adding Austin Hooper, Jeff Swaim. Yep. Uh, I think it just adds a lot of depth and fresh legs. And I think that's going to be reinvigorating for the organization. I feel great about where the Titans are in the offseason. I dig it. I tend to agree with you. And then to, to round to round out the uh, the AFC South, you know, I had high hopes for the Jaguars last season, um, mm-hmm, you know, bringing mm-hmm. in Trevor Lawrence. We obviously see how that played out. There were not only, uh, you know, uh, on-field on issues, but off-field issues as well um, in Jacksonville. I think they're working on correcting those with a new coach. Um, right. They added Zay Jones from the wide rec- to the wide receiver core along with Christian Kirk. Um, they added Evan Ingram uh, as another pass catcher in the tight end position. Uh, I, I I think they're headed in the right direction. I do think Trevor Lawrence got totally, you know, screwed, frankly, coming over to this team and didn't have the support that was needed, as I mentioned, both on and off the field. So I think that this is trending in the right direction for them. Frankly, how terrible they were last year. Hopefully the only direction they can go is up. But you can see that they're making an investment in 
rounding out the offense to hopefully allow Trevor Lawrence to do what he was brought in to do. Yeah, that's right. I think you're spot on and adding two solid wide receivers can only help. I really hope that that helps Trevor Lawrence out. He's made it through his rookie year. To your point, it was rough, but I think that the Jags can only go up as well. Um, Maybe not the best team in the AFC South or maybe not even uh, making the cut, if you will, for playoffs, but they'll be better this year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay, so Kate mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. Yes. I think I think we've talked about some some huge moves already, but arguably the one that's been most talked about and the biggest move thus far in the offseason sits in the AFC West with the Denver Broncos, who we have probably talked about for at least every season we've been doing draft queens of how bad they need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They are they're a quarterback driven team. Hello, John Elway. They've been looking, waiting, wishing, praying for this moment. And they finally got Russell Wilson. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. You know, like, yeah, God. some, some, something is being injected into this team, you know? Yeah. Thank God. And I think, look, say what you will about Russell Wilson. Maybe you think he's not cooking anymore. Maybe you think he's past his prime. I just think like, you know, he needed something new and exciting. This is a new challenge for him. As I mentioned, this is an organization that is like heavily, heavily rooted in the quarterback and they're going to give this guy everything that he needs. And so mm-hmm. I feel super excited for him to have a new chapter. I feel super excited for the Broncos. I feel really, I mean, now by adding Russell Wilson, you have a proper quarterback to lead you. You've got two incredible running backs. One, yep. you know, Javante, like much younger, um, but had an awesome, you know, first season. And so I think that's, very promising. And then, you know, you've got guys like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Like, now yep. they have a real quarterback. So everybody's value here goes up. Um, I think Russell Wilson is a leader. So these guys that maybe are a little bit younger are going to be able to look up to someone that's got experience. And I- I'm very, I mean, look, he's played his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks. So this is going to be very interesting to see him in a u- in a new uniform with a new team um, and a new coach. He's always been with Pete Carroll. But Look, he's experienced, he's smart, he's a leader, and I think this is I think this is obviously uh, goes yeah. without saying, a huge step in the right direction for the Broncos and and is going to make them so much more competitive this season. In a in a conference that's chock full of competition. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, the Raiders who just picked up DeVonte Adams. I mean, like this this now Last season, we would have blown through the Broncos and been like, yeah, no chance. Who cares about them in this conference? But now they're going to be super competitive here with the rest of these teams. Yeah, I think that you're exactly right. And it wasn't connecting with the Seahawks, clearly, even though there were similar fresh legs like DK Metcalf. But having, to your point, having those wideouts who perhaps need a little bit more leadership from a Russell Wilson, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, it's a great fit. Now, Interestingly enough, to your point, this is happening across the AFC West. So I do want to spend a little bit of time on the Raiders because they've gotten a lot of off-season attention. Oh, yeah. Um, they also had a lot of in-season attention last year, yeah. a la Henry Ruggs III. I mean, just really horrible atrocities that kind they of had, trounced that yeah, team. They that had hit, hit, af- team. hit after hit, and they still remained extremely competitive throughout the season. Yeah, well, now look at this season, right? And and that organization has had such 
faith in their quarterback for so long. And now you bring over, and again, arguably some of the biggest moves this entire offseason have happened in this conference, and yeah. specifically the Raiders, bring, shockingly bringing over Devontae Adams, who left the Green Bay Packers uh, even after Aaron Rodgers resigned his contract and now is with the Raiders uh, with a $141 million deal over five years. I mean, a massive acquisition for the Raiders, and really they have been hurting for a great wide receiver they really yeah. have it's that is a huge 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 move one that actually shocked me especially after the Aaron Rodgers news um I did not see his main man leaving um but you know hey money money talks and uh yeah. and this team was willing this team was willing to invest in him in in a way that he yeah. felt he deserved yeah you know what is just as interesting and I I do want to just shout out the general management and the coaching staff here because these moves in the offseason there's a laundry list right but a lot of this focus again is spent on the defense as well so they extended max crosby who is a huge talking point in the offseason for a four-year 100 million dollar contract chandler jones vernon butler all of these defensive ends defensive tackles um they are going to protect that field so that the offense can actually do their job and that's been a major pitfall for the raiders in the past seeing their defense invested in makes me feel like they will be a force to be reckoned with for sure this season which is so exciting I, I definitely agree. And so I think their stock value has definitely gone up for the Raiders. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs stock value has gone down. So, you know, yeah, we, talk we about talked it. about we talked about Tyreek Hill. That's a huge loss um, for the Chiefs and a huge gain for the Dolphins. Um, the Chiefs seemingly trying to make up for it by signing Juju Smith-Schuster as well as Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Honestly, my opinion is you put those two guys together and they're still they still don't equal Tyreek Hill. No, they don't. Um, it's too bad, but you know, it's it will be fun to see if they can pull it off. But you know, it, I, you're right. It's kind of just like a from an A list to a B list. It totally is. And and look, I kind of said this at the end of of last year. Uh, I I respect Mahomes and I respect the Chiefs, but I think that it the whole like Patrick Mahomes just running around crazy, chucking the ball up, all all that yeah. has sort of lost its pizzazz and now it especially loses its pizzazz because you don't have someone like Tyreek Hill who runs the fastest like 40 in the NFL out there to catch the ball like Juju Smith-Schuster ain't gonna chase the ball around like that that's not gonna happen like you're gonna need to tighten up your offense and so that's gonna make Mahomes need to change his style of play which is probably gonna be a little bit challenging you know and so like I said I I think you know when we we talk about the Broncos stock going up the Raiders stock going up um, the Chargers, not major offseason moves. Again, I think this team was really strong last year. I think the biggest thing yeah. was, you know, them keeping um, Mike Williams but and, and bringing over, you know, Khalil Mack, again, to your point, when we're talking about beefing up on, you know, offense and mm-hmm. defense. But, like, I don't know. To me, to me, when I look at this now, the Chiefs are actually the weakest team in this conference, which is kind of crazy. I mean, we will keep tabs on this for sure because – Actually, Michelle, I agree with you fully. We won't talk much more about the Chargers, obviously, because they've maintained, to your point, they've maintained Austin Eckler, they've maintained Keenan Allen, they've maintained Mike Williams, they've got Justin Herbert at the helm. They looked good last year. And so to me, too, the Chiefs are looking like they're falling to the bottom of the pile there. 
Oh man! Well, what I am, fun though! Uh, this what is so. Is this is so. Ex- this is very exciting. I think arguably this off season has been one of the most exciting ones in terms of just the names that we're discussing here. These are not. These are your household all star names that usually don't go through with these trades, especially all in the same off season. So, um, huge, huge impact. Uh, for teams like the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Browns, like just so the Titans, the Colts, like just huge, huge, huge names, um, you know, floating around. And I'm glad that we decided to break this episode up and get into the other half of the division, the other half of the NFL next week and talk about some of the biggest moves in the NFC East. The, these all have just such such huge implications for the upcoming season, which I know we're many months away, but I'm already very excited. I am very excited, too. Well, we will talk to all of you listeners uh, about the other half of this league. We will be breaking down the NFC uh, next Wednesday on Drafts on Drafts. So tune in then. And in the meantime, have a great weekend. And we'll see you first thing Monday morning for the huddle.